from our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome back to Startups of the Week, a Chronicle business podcast with me, Trisha Thadani, and Crunchbase Editor-in-Chief, Alex Wilhelm. Each week, we pick a group of startups that are trending on Crunchbase, which means that they've been getting extra attention lately. We look for the -the under-the-radar companies that have raised less than $50 million in funding and are here in the Bay Area. Today, we'll tell you about JiffyCat, a company that makes it easier for you to create GIFs, those quirky split-second videos that you send back and forth with your friends. And then, after that, we'll tell you about four more startups you probably haven't heard of yet. So, let's get started. Welcome to our weekly Start of the Week series. Um, I'm Trisha Thadani, a general assignment reporter here at the San Francisco Chronicle, here with Alex Wilhelm, editor-in-chief of Crunchbase News. Hello. Um, so we come at you every single week, and we uh, talk to you about five startups that are trending on Crunchbase, what news they might have generated lately. Everyone's already heard of Uber, we've heard of Airbnb, so we take a look at smaller companies, mm-hmm. companies that are based here in the Bay Area, anywhere in the Bay Area is fine, that have raised less than $50 million, that haven't been acquired, haven't raised money in the last month, and there's one or two other parameters we throw in there. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out kind of what's bubbling under the surface that VCs might be looking at, that new customers might be looking at, kind of what's next in the startup scene. Right, right. Or ones, and I feel like I say this every single week, or ones that have died. Ones, that, ones have that have left died. the startup Sometimes things well. trend on Crunchbase because people are looking them up after they've expired. Yeah. The last yeah. gasp has come, and now it's time to <laughs> the just last sell off the gasp. shares. So the ones we talked about this week, they're all they're all breathing, they're all good. <laughs> Which is good um, news so, for them. So the one that we um, featured was one that makes uh, gifts, mm. something that is very prevalent in our daily communication. I feel like, Thanks or mine at least. Yeah. I mean, Slack really brought gifts into the corporate work environment in yes. a way that I think is hilarious. Although many companies have the the Giphy feature on Slack turned off. Mm. So this is the one uh, we're talking about is a competitor, yes. or will they? say that Giphy is a competitor as well. Sure. Um, so it's called Jiffy Cat. Um, so they essentially make a tool uh, for people to make GIFs. So you can easily import like a YouTube video, you can fast forward it to a funny part, and then you can splice it into this one or two second GIF. Or maybe even shorter than that, because I feel like GIFs are milliseconds. If you're making long. a GIF that's less than a second long, please stop. It's very annoying to me. But they're huge. So what we found out in this process was that GiffyCat does simply insane amounts of traffic. Mm -hmm. Your numbers are staggering. 80 million monthly users and 400 million page views a month. That's a staggering amount of traffic. That's probably more than the Chronicle, no offense. Well, okay. Maybe not. Yeah. Everyone's tuning in to read this piece, so. (laughs) Um, Anyways, but... But what is more sad, or what I found very staggering about that, is that they have they have no revenue yet. Like a lot of com- a lot of companies, most of them that we talk about aren't profitable yet. But with this one, with so much traffic, um, you know, so many monthly users, so, so many page views, like why aren't they? Is it worrisome that they're not making money yet? It's or worrisome it that sense? they don't. Well, it, it can make sense in, in one way. If you want to just focus on doing one thing when you're a small company, they only have twenty employees. It's okay to have a narrow focus. Yeah. They've only raised $11 million to date, so they can't be spending too much money. Right. But once you reach a certain scale, if you don't take advantage of it, you are just leaving money on the table. And eventually, all companies have to pay for themselves. Right. So to me, I look at this company, I'm like, all right, you've had time to focus on building your product. It's resonated. Mm-hmm. You've got so much traffic and dedicated users, and it's going fantastically. Yeah. 
now's time to start ripping dollars out of, the, out of that traffic. Yeah. And so if they don't quickly launch and start driving revenue, they just apparently never want to be profitable. Yeah. So they, they, the CEO, when I asked him this, he told me that they were going to start adding advertising to the homepage soon. Um, and they've, they've been around since... 2015. So is, is that two-year mark? Does that make sense that they're not making... Two years is so is young to yeah. drive that much traffic, it actually makes sense that they're doing no revenue right now. Okay. Because you launch a tool, right? It's quickly drives traffic. Oh, crap, now we need more servers. Yeah. We need engineers. We need to bring on more you know, people that can handle DDoS attacks. Right. And you scale the product, and then along the way, are you also going to start a sales team? Probably not. Yeah. You're doing the one thing you do well the best you can. Right. And so in two years... It's time now, yeah. but I'm not shocked. Like, oh, gosh, how dare they? Yeah. So they, they have some um, pretty high-profile high partners. So let me just pull it up. So Mashable is one. Yes. Um, and Funny or Die is another one. Can you explain what Funny... Do you know what Funny or Die is? Cause I, There's I the media of Funny or Die. Um, <laughs> it's a repository of kind of uh, clownish or cartoonish or slightly sophomoric videos online that you can rate Funny or Die. Um, think like college humor mixed with YouTube, but less intelligent. Yeah. So this is... Uh, and that has an insane amount of traffic insane as well. Insane so. amount of traffic. Yeah, they're partnered with them. And then when I was there, one employee, he was making um, GIFs for, like, movie trailers. Because apparently our attention fans are so short now that we can't even watch a two-minute trailer. And we need GIFs to tease us, to entice us to watch the trailer. So is a GIF then a trailer for the trailer yes. for the movie? Yeah. yeah. And then a snap would be a snap yeah. of the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, like, what happens when our attention spans get too short for GIFs? Like, what's next? That's why this video is only eight minutes long. Well, we hope. So let's move on. So <laughs> StatMuse Stat um, so Stat is another company um, that we profiled. So they let people search through sports statistics through, like, plain English queries. So an example of one um, is, like, what was the uh, Patriots score in the game last week compared to the same game last year? So I could say last Friday when the Patriots hopefully lost, <laughs> a year ago did they also lose? And they'll say last year the Patriots In score theory, lost. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And how do I access this? Is it on a device they already own? Do I have to buy a new hardware hub? So how does that work? Why they're, um, so why they're trending is so they launch their iPhone app where you can ask them these questions. And um, a part they were very excited about was that you'll get the answer back in like a your favorite player's voice. Um, which is kind of cool. Crazy. So I, okay, yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Cool. weird, cool. Because I we'll feel see. like whenever I hear one of those automated voices, it's like, Alex, your number is 9414, <laughs> and it's not good. Yeah, yeah. If, so now you could hear it in a... I mean, I really want to try this. Yeah, well, you could download it. Are you a sports fan, by the way? Um, no, so that's why I'm trying to move on from this one, because <laughs> I actually don't have much more. That to makes say. zero but, but so, so, what, so what they... Um, so they're, they're planning to integrate with Amazon Alexa soon, um, and so an interesting question we brought up before the show is like now that Amazon Alexa or Amazon has given uh, like uh, startups and stuff the hardware to be able to ask these questions, yeah. you know, is this going to spur more of these like artificial, plain English artificial intelligence? These kind of voice things. powered search yeah. tools. Well, I mean, it's a really good point because before the Alexa came out, well, or the, the dot and then the larger mm-hmm. one. Um, there was no install base for hardware in homes to let startups uh, do voice applications. Mm-hmm. Amazon, by getting market share for those hardware devices, created a platform and a marketplace for apps like this. Yeah. So it creates a new way for us to interact with the internet that wouldn't have existed without Amazon driving the price down, being right. distro. They now sell those in Whole Foods because that's oh, true. Yes. That is true. Small world. Did they place. slash the price of the Alexa as It's well. like a, you get half an avocado with it. It's <laughs> 
Okay, next one. Trace genomics. Um, so this is like a DNA testing kit for your soil. So you can send them a little sample of your soil, and they um, will essentially send you, uh, like, the uh, prognosis, I guess is the, sure. that was the right word. Um, being like, oh, your soil's healthy, or, like, your soil has some diseases in it. You should do something about that. Um, or they can use predictive analytics to see if your soil is susceptible to other sort of diseases. So it's like 23andMe for dirt. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I, I understand that. Is this aimed at commercial farmers or like me in the backyard making grapes or I, whatever? That's it. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I can, I can really see how a farmer <laughs> can use it, but farmers often have labs on, right. on plants. So right. I don't know what it's aimed at, but the idea of using science to improve yield really matters mm-hmm. because, I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of people and the plant's getting hotter. Oh, tough, tough times. Um, and, and investors apparently think so too because according to Crunchbase News, a story that Alex said he edited, um, Act- the investment in the ag tech space has spiked significantly. So I guess this yeah. space we should be... Well, we're in a boom right now, so the investment in a lot of areas is up. Oh, so ag tech was up more sharply than I expected, yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh, next one is one called HelpShift. Um, so they integrate customer su- uh, customer support into an app. So, for example, like I use the Microsoft Outlook app. If I have an issue, I can go to um, Help, and then there's a little like form that I can um, you know ask a question in or like submit a problem into um, that's integrated into the app. And that uh, little form is from HelpShift. So it's an in mobile app way to ask questions and get help. Is it quick, or is it like I fire it off and then sometime back I get a pigeon? Yeah, I, I, I so that's up to the, like, yeah. Microsoft Outlook, basically, right? So it, that doesn't have anything to do with HelpShift. So they oh, just provide the platform to do it in. Yeah. Now I understand what the product is. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, it's, okay. it's, a, it's an idea that makes a lot of sense because we have so much time spent per day in our mobile applications, mm-hmm. and you and I are roughly what they call digital natives, mm-hmm. but not everyone is. And we shouldn't yeah. presume always that everyone's going to be in the same uh, level of dexterity. Right. Sense. And this is just more convenient than having to, like, look for a customer support number and said, like, you know, God forbid you to put your phone down... Get out of the app. Or just after the Equifax thing, I had to call a bunch of different credit agencies to freeze my credit. And oh, it was good for so you for much, doing that. So much fun. I had a blast. Last one is one called Couchsurfing. Yes. Um, so this one's this one's similar to Airbnb, where it like connects travelers and people that have extra space. But the difference is, is that there's no money exchange in this one. Which is the the, the, the hippie precursor hippie to Airbnb. Dippy. Yeah. Which yeah. is why it's not worth twenty five billion dollars. Right. But it's trending for what I think is the best reason we ever had for a startup trend, which is it's got a ton of kind of random coverage in the last week or so. Yeah, and one of them but you go for it, was please. how to stay vegan while traveling. I think it was a, a Minnesota uh, newspaper that had written that. But do sometimes you know, they trend for reasons like that. I, do you know the answer to that question? No. Don't. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, um, that's all we have for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Um, We'll be back with you next week with uh, five five more companies. I always five more companies. Yes, five more companies. And check out the piece that's already uh, attached to this video. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com and crunchbase.com. I'm Trisha Thadani with Alex Wilhelm, and this is Startups of the Week. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz, our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper, and our producers are Peter Hartlob, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varelos. The music you just heard is Botfest by Alex Vaughn. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more! 
Listen to Chronicle Podcasts and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com slash podcasts or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.